George Kilpatrick, inspiration for the nation, celebrating people we feel good about. Well, we have a debut author, so to speak, on the show today, <laughs> Nicole Cuffey's new book, Dances, hit the shelves this week. Dance is a novel. Uh, Oprah Daly loves it. And uh, we're excited for Nicole. Nicole, of course, a native of Brooklyn, but don't trip. She grew up in Syracuse, New York. <laughs> She, I'm not, now I'm going to tell all her business, right? She went <laughs> right. to Ed Smith School. She went to MPH, graduate of Columbia University, currently um, a professor at the University of Maryland. Do I have that right, right? Do I have that right? Yes. Yeah, yep. got it. I've got all that right. <laughs> but she's also my goddaughter. Let's just, let's just get all that out right now. Let's just put it on the table. Uh, I have known Nicole uh, since she was about two years old. Let's just put it on the table and uh, <laughs> but really excited for you Nicole um Thank and you. really from what I can see in this book uh this this book is, it should do well now I, I think I should give a little bit more about your background right because uh even though I know you uh and I've known <laughs> your parents all of my life Nicole has received her BA from Columbia University <laughs> And her MFA from the new school, when she's not writing and reading, she's not, she's probably dancing. And I, you know, let's talk about that because I did not realize how much of an influence dance has mm -hmm. on your life. Now, if you watch uh, Nicole's social media page, she's always doing some sort of pose, uh, whether <laughs> it's yoga or some sort of, or dance, but I did not realize how much power uh, dance and influence dance had in your life. So let's, let's start with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I get that from my mom. She's a big fan of dance and she was the one who got me into dance when I was a real little girl. Um, and I didn't like it at first, uh, but I didn't like practicing. <laughs> that was the problem. Um, but I always maintained my love of watching ballet in particular. Um, and so by the time I got to high school, I resumed uh, actually practicing ballet and continued on through college and still to still do it to this day. And I get to the ballet whenever I can. So um, ballet in particular has been sort of lifelong love for me. Yeah, and, and, that, and that brings us to somewhat your story, right? Cece mm -hmm. is, a, is a ballerina and uh, Cece immediately begins with questions of about fitting in and identity, especially as a black woman in spaces where we're not always, uh, we as uh, black people, but in spaces right. that, that were not always present. And that uh, thematically was something to you wanted to tackle, why? Because there wasn't anyone really talking about it in the realm of fiction or really even literature yet. There were memoirs and there were biographies that were out about black dancers, but in terms of the creative fiction space, there were no stories like this that existed. Um, and I thought that there should be, especially given the types of conversations that are happening within the classical and neoclassical ballet worlds right now, um, where we are starting to talk a little bit more frankly and more progressively about how, who's represented on stage, how they're represented on stage, who gets to be centered on the classical ballet stage and who doesn't. Um, and so it just made sense that this conversation needed to be extended throughout the arts. And, you know, it's interesting, Nicole, because, you know, you have um, uh, Alien, you have Dance State of Harlem, which centers mm -hmm. obviously Blackness. Uh, but then you also have, in, in Cece's case, she's 
striving to be something else in a different space. You know, she's going to be uh, a principal, right, in 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 a, mm -hmm. in a company. And and what what does that mean in terms of representation for her? And I think of uh, Misty Copeland, right? Misty, you, you mm -hmm. talked about talk Misty Copeland writing her memoir and what uh, what that means and what that meant. Hold on, uh, oh yeah, what that means and what that meant uh, right. for 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 this conversation. Um, and and so in some ways, is are you like telling? I know you're telling Cece's story, but are you also like telling Misty's story for, uh, in another in another way? Uh, no, I'm definitely not telling Misty's story, but I do think I can't help but to be in conversation with Misty's story. Um, this idea actually came to me in probably about May or June of 2015. And originally my idea was that I wanted to talk about a Black ballerina who got promoted to the role of principal at the American Ballet Theater. And at the time, Misty Copeland was at the American Ballet Theater, but she was not a principal. Mm -hmm. And I thought that the way things were going as slowly as they were going in the ballet world, I wasn't in danger of her being promoted anytime soon. But then, of course, just a couple months later, in August of that year, Misty Copeland uh, was promoted to principal at the American Ballet Theater, which was this momentous um, historical event in the world of classical ballet, because she was really kind of the first of her kind, especially at that company. Um, but it did mean to me that I scrapped the book for a little while, because I didn't think I could write it without, um, while asking an audience to suspend their disbelief to the point that they ignored Misty Copeland. Um, so it took me probably a year before I thought about it and decided that I just wouldn't set it at the American Ballet Theater. I would set it at the New York City Ballet which has not promoted a black female principal yet. Um, and that way I could still sort of acknowledge uh, Misty Copeland's role in pushing that narrative in classical ballet, but it, it couldn't be mistaken as being about Misty Copeland um, because I didn't want that. Misty Copeland already wrote a book about her story. So I don't wanna try and uh, reinvent the wheel that way. I'm sensing this 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 conversation around uh, representation, um, but not just in ballet. Like where Black women show up in particular, I'm also sensing that you're writing about that. Uh, talk to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I talk a lot about how the trajectory for Black men in classical ballet is very different from the trajectory of Black women in classical ballet there has been a lot more acceptance and a lot faster acceptance of black male bodies in the ballet world than there have been of black female bodies in the ballet world. Um, and that's not to say that the trajectory of black men within ballet has been without its problems. There's definitely an issue of fetishization. There's definitely an issue of objectification that black men have had to deal with on the stage in the classical and neoclassical worlds. But Black women have simply been erased from the stage altogether. Um, they've been told, frankly, that they were not desirable enough for ballet, that they were not classical enough for ballet, that their bodies were not delicate enough or beautiful enough, um, that they were not worthy to represent roles that were damsels in distress or women who required saving, women who were uh, fragile or in want of protection. So this uh, trend toward featuring Black women and other women of color in principal roles in the classical ballet world is very, very recent. Um, so they're, they're two completely different trajectories. And um, so that was why I really wanted to focus on a Black woman in ballet, um, just because it's been much slower progress for Black women and other women of color.
And so, um, listen, I'm, I'm just, I'm all, I'm listening to you, but I'm also proud, right? <laughs> the same thing. But I'm going to maintain my objectivity. Now, nah, I'm really proud of you, Nicole, because you. Uh, I love you taking on this on this role. So let's talk about uh, the book, right? Mm -hmm. So Cece's got a family. She's she's got you you write about the relationship between her mom, uh, her dad, her brother, mm -hmm. and 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 what they go through. Um, what if so centering about this woman who you know, is striving to become a principal ballerina uh, in a ballet company as an African-American woman and what all of that means. And the mm -hmm. struggle, even as she's working to get that and knows that she belongs, but still struggles to feel like she does belong. Uh, tell me uh, what what your, in your words, what, what your story is about. Uh, my story is about Blackness and being Black out loud in hostile spaces. Um, and what that can do to a person, especially what that can do to an artist. Mm, point blank, right? Black out loud in hostile spaces. What that suggests to me then is as Black folk, we're always asked to be something other than who we are, that we're, we're always asked to make the compromise. Can you be a little bit more this? Can you be a little less that? As opposed right. to just showing up being fully I've always got to be, I've always got to think about how I'm going to navigate and how people are going to see me. And 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 one of the things you said earlier is that for black women, uh, that visibility just isn't there. Um, right. And so how does CC navigate that? At uh, first, she doesn't do it very well. Um, she really is kind of torn in between two worlds. She comes from a culturally black background um, but then most of her time because dance is a, just an immersive career path uh, she's completely absorbed in this pre predominantly white space and so she is operating as almost two individuals at first and she really has to learn over the course of the novel how to be herself in a space that is historically hostile to people like her and she has to figure out and learn what that's going to look like for her that's part of her journey um, in this novel. And you know what's interesting, Nicole, as you as you talk about that, when I think of dance and I think of our people, I think of liberation, right? I think mm -hmm. of freedom. I think of, you know, letting go and being fully expressed. And mm -hmm. here she is not even able to do that in the very art that is supposed to do that. Is there some of that there? Yeah, I think there is. I mean, she has chosen this career path because she loves to dance. I mean, dance feels really good to her. It's how she expresses herself. It's how her artistic urge is released. But at the same time, um, because of the type of dance that speaks to her, she's almost uh, asked to express this art, express the truest form of herself in this very restrictive and hostile space. And so there is that struggle between um, the liberation that is doing what you truly love to do but the restriction of doing it in a space that historically has not been very accepting of who you are how much of cc is in nicole and nicole in the cc <laughs> uh well cc doesn't exist <laughs> she, <laughs> she is a fictional character. first of all but <laughs> like what parts of your own experience maybe i ask it directly what parts of your own experience show up in cc's world 
I think CC and I have some things in common. Um, I know what it feels like to be in a dance studio and be the only person there who looks like me. And I know what it feels like to be the only black person in a room or in a space. I know what it feels like to be a black artist and kind of have the responsibility of being a black with a capital B artist, but also understanding yourself as an artist primarily and trying to focus on honing your craft and becoming the best at your craft that you can be, but then constantly also having to think about your space as a black person. Certainly, I know what it feels like to be a Black woman. Um, and I think I really identify with Cece's drive uh, and her focus. Just as Cece is really dedicated to her career as a dancer, I have always been really dedicated to my career as a writer. Yeah, I mean, th that's, I want to talk about that because uh, you've always written, right? This is, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you come from, I know, I know her parents, obviously. Your parents are both voracious readers. Uh, they yeah. love to read. And so uh, that actually extended to you. You 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 love to read as well, but mm -hmm. where did the writing bug hit you? When did when did you know that this is uh this is a career that you want? I mean, you you written short stories, you've had mm -hmm. uh, acknowledgments in other uh, publications. So even though this is your debut novel, you've written other pieces that have been uh, accepted uh, in other spot places. But this love of writing, uh, and, and and some people. Have, consider writing a form of uh, liberation. So talk to me about your uh, getting the writing bug and your influences in that. Yeah, so for me, uh, my love of writing came right along with my love of storytelling. Um, and that I have to credit my parents for, um, because like you said, they are voracious readers. So I grew up in a house that had an extensive library. And as soon as I knew how to read, I would raid that library. Uh, my father used to read to me when I was really, really young, and he didn't just read me children's books. I mean, he would read me the Odyssey and Iliad. So I was always exposed to a really diverse range of language and developed a love of that diverse range of language from a really early age. So pretty much as soon as I could hold a pen that knew how to form words, I was writing. I was um, already in love with the act of storytelling. So I always knew that that was what I wanted to do, or I should say, I always knew that that's what I was. I always knew that that was part of my identity. Um, but figuring out what that was going to look like for me career-wise took a little bit longer. Um, by the time I reached maybe high school, I recognized that writing was what I wanted to do, but I didn't know what kind of writing I wanted to do. Uh, originally, I thought that maybe I might want to write for a National Geographic and travel the world and be a travel writer. Um, then I thought maybe I wanted to be a linguist. And then I got to college and took one linguistics class. And that was the end of that. Um, <laughs> and then um, I, I discovered that I could just be a creative writer. And once I knew that I could do that, that's what I focused on. Um, and that became my passion. I started creating short stories and eventually moved on to writing novels. And and you teach English, correct? It, um, right. Yes, so, I teach English and creative writing. And creative writing. So you're you're always looking at stuff. Uh, you know, um, do you have any any writers that you were really influenced by? Yeah, I would say that my biggest influence as a writer is Toni Morrison. I love almost all of her work and um, really, really look up to her as an artist. And aside from her, I mean, some of the classics like Richard Wright, I also, also look up to his work. Um, and Shirley Jackson, who is a very odd writer, but one that I've always loved. Um, the name of the book is called Dances, a novel. And uh, it's a debut novel by Nicole Cuffey, just out. Uh, 
Oprah Daily likes it, so you need you need to like it too. Uh, and one of the things <laughs> I'm appreciating about your writing is how descriptive, right? Of thinking about <laughs> like that. I mean, obviously, uh, that's not everyone can do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, no, I just love I love I love what you do, Nicole. A couple of things I just want to say: you're a new mom, and so uh, I'm excited for you. How's the little one? He is doing great. He's three and a half months old now, and he is very chatty and loves smiling at everybody and loves his grandparents and loves watching soccer with his dad and hanging out with his mom all day. (laughs) (laughs) And has that, I mean, when you, obviously you weren't a mom when you started writing this book, but does that change? uh, How? How do you feel you, 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 will your next book be different because you have now brought this other life into the world, you think? It's funny you should ask that because I remember back when I was in grad school, there was a girl who I took class with, but it was an evening class who had a child and we would walk to the subway together after class. And I remember her saying one time um, that becoming a mother completely changed her writing because it exposed her to this huge other range of emotions. And at the time I was like, ugh okay um but now that i'm a mother <laughs> i've been exposed to this entirely new range of emotions um so yeah i think this can only improve my writing i mean i look back on some of the things that i've written specifically about motherhood and now having had this experience i think i would write it completely differently um just because there's so much more depth that i have access to that i couldn't have had access to um before Amin was born so um this is not your last book then no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly are working on some other things. What are you? Are, do you have anything um, in in the uh, in the hopper right now? You got any manuscripts ready to go? What are you What are you working on? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely very busy. Um, so I am currently editing a book right now, um, and I'm in the process of writing another book, um, which is about music. Mm. So you're going to stay in that sort of artistic realm. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you you play an instrument or do you, or or no? Not really. I mean, I took piano lessons and guitar lessons when I was a kid and a teenager. But uh, my thing with music was always that I wanted to be good at playing instruments, but I didn't want to have to learn how to be good at playing instruments. I just wanted to have it by magic. So needless to say, I am not very good at any of the instruments that I've ever tried. All right, here we go. This is called Dances, a novel. It's everywhere, Amazon, where books are sold. You can get your copy. Um, I know you recently had a book signing in New York City. Uh, Anything else coming up that we can find you uh, so we can talk about CC? (laughs) (laughs) CC is the main character in the book, by the way. That's who CC is. Yeah, so the next event is down here in DC. I'll be um, having a second book launch at Loyalty Books in Petworth, and there will be book signing and reading happening there as well. All right. Well, when I see you, of course, I got to get mine. Again, the name of the book is Dances, a novel. It's by Nicole Cuffey. Nicole, you know, we're proud of you, right? For real, for real. We're really Thank proud you. of you. And um, I'll just give you one more. Uh, plug for the book why people will find this an enjoyable read um well I think it's different from anything that's out there right now and it's about ballet 
but it's not only for people who are dancers or who already know about ballet. It's also written for people who have not been introduced to this world yet. And I'm really jealous of the people who get to discover ballet for the first time. Amen. All right. Nicole Cuffey. The <laughs> debut novel is called Dances, a novel. Uh, and you can get that any, everywhere and anywhere books are sold, including on the devices, you know, whatever those, you know, the devices, uh, it's available <laughs> everywhere. And I'm excited for you. We let's, let's make, she's a local Syracuse uh, person. She ain't here now, but she's a local Syracuse <laughs> person. So if you went to any one of the schools that she went to here, you need to get this book and support our hometown girl, Nicole <laughs> Cuffey, Dances a Novel. So happy for you and so proud of you here on Inspiration for the Nation. Nicole Cuffey is somebody we feel good about here on Inspiration for the Nation. Thank you.